Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. You need to take the time and get the full picture. Ladies, I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. What do you want from me? I'm not a married sweetheart. For the sake, Seth, keep your voice down. Your father's listening to the radio. I'm not a married sweetheart. This is the Annie Fry Show. Welcome back to the Annie Fry Show. We're happy that you're here with us uh, today. We've got a YouTube live chat poll today. Brad, you came up with this poll. You want to set this set the table for us? Sure. Um, so Annie is like, what poll should we do today? And I brainstorm. And I started off with asking polls based on Leah. Like, is it weird to nuke we your go. sandwiches? Is this something that I missed? Wow. Was this a topic of conversation this no, week when I was not here? No, it's something that we've all been slowly realizing that Leah does. And been questioning individually whether we're the weird ones for thinking that's weird. We don't know what we're talk- you're talking about. It is that she microwaves her sandwiches every day. Like a, a lunch meat sandwich. Just throws it in the microwave. And she's been asking and going around making videos, mm-hmm. asking people if it's okay if she microwaves her sandwich or is it weird. So that's what I started with. And then it got me thinking. I was like, you know what would be a good one? Which show cast member are you choosing as your life coach? <laughs> I think, a, I think Brad feels pretty confident about this. I, I said you too. <laughs> it's I, all, it all it really all depends on what you're into. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, like my yeah. thinking was is like there are four really distinct people on this show, and depending on what you want out of your life, you need to select the right person. What would you want out of your life if you picked Ryan? I think lightheartedness <laughs> and fun. Aw. Man, if you could hear the look that Ryan gave Brad before Brad answered that question. <laughs> Yeah, He's, I dare you. That's that's the look your wife gives you after you've said something could be t- potentially incredibly dangerous, mm-hmm. and you're like, you got one shot, buddy. Yep, <laughs> do it. All right, Brian. What do you want out of life if you're getting Brad as a coach? Is that um, the question? I I was going to ask you if do you want to advocate for you as an answer? Yeah, I do. Um... <laughs> you know, the show's over at three. <laughs> Yes, that I long do. long sigh always means, all right, here we go. I think that if if you choose Ryan Wiggins as your life coach, first of all, you got to have some deep pockets. 
Hey, get what you pay for. Because this, yeah, this is not coming cheap. Are you cheap as a life coach or just cheap as a purchaser and consumer? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not cheap as a life coach. I am expensive as a life coach <laughs> because I'm going to give you what you need. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go half-hearted here. If, if you need a life coach and it's me, you're going to pay and I'm going to give you what you need. But then if it doesn't work, I'm going to kind of shrug. Like, if you ask for great advice, I'm going to give you great advice. But then if you come back to me the next day and you're like, that didn't work, I'm going to be like, eh, That's it? That's about all I got. <laughs> Did you say you were advocating for you being for a me. life coach? Yeah, okay. for me. So it's like kind of a virtue signaling thing. Like, yeah, I have a life coach, but we don't really take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably. For real. Like, we're going to go out, go out to a lot of dinners, and you're paying. <laughs> but we're hanging. And Man, you're getting great advice. The Ryan numbers are going up and up. They should be. Mm-hmm. And as for Annie Fry, if you were to choose Annie to be your life coach, don't Brad, hurt my feelings. What would you be? <laughs> no, I already asked Man. for you, Leah. <laughs> Leah, if you were choosing Annie to be your life coach, yeah. What exactly would you want out of a life coach or life? Are you at, like so you're asking me what would make me pick her? Yes. Yes. What would make you pick Annie? Um <laughs> no, I was going to I was going to say something and then I'm like, "Oh, I don't want to say that." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I was going to say Now I kind of want you to say whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, kidding. Go for it. Go for it. I was going to say you have more years of experience than I do, but that's I didn't okay. want I didn't want that to come across as you being old. No, that's just math. Okay. <laughs> Although I, I would go with Ryan if that's what you're talking about. Yeah, I got a couple more. Age. Yeah, Several. about one and a half well, extra. All, and I would say also you're female, Centuries. so we have that like yeah. connection. We're better. Yes. Mm. <laughs> well, that was not what I was mm. hoping to hear. Brad, why Man, would you pick you Annie? You said that just like my brother. It was weird. <laughs> Well, uh, <laughs> why, why would I pick Annie? I think I would pick Annie because she's very goal oriented. And I, if you're this somebody, is not the direction of the conversation. Yeah. I was going to do this whole thing. <laughs> you did this on purpose, you jerk. <laughs> I'm actually getting hot. <laughs> is it Go- warm in here? Yeah, goal goal oriented, task oriented, detail orientation. Very good. <laughs> That's a nice way of saying attributes it. that Annie has. <laughs> um, you will pay attention to the small things, and then if you do the small things right, you know the big things will fall into place. And that's really, like, if you want your life to go great, that's a really good way to go about it is to pay attention to the little things and, and be detail-oriented. It's like a, Thanks, like, Brad. You, like just a said, coach. you just said that in the nicest way you could have. <laughs> Why would you pick me, Ryan? I think that I would pick you if I wanted to make sure that if I approached you and said, can you, you help me with my life? <laughs> I said, I, I need help with this aspect of my life. Uh-huh. If I were paying, I would expect an answer. And I still don't know that you would answer. You would probably just be like, are you kidding right now? <laughs> I'd be like, remember the check I sent you, though? This is part of that. And you oh, okay. So you're obligated to answer. And then I would mess that up. And then you would just sort of roll your eyes and continue your life. And I would have to... <laughs> I don't think Ryan's picking Annie. No, no. I, this, this, my motivation would be that I, I would know that I was letting you down. What? If I, if, I, if I did the wrong thing, if you're like, look, just do this. And I'd be like, okay. And if I did that wrong, I would know, doggone it, I really let Annie down. So I'd be motivated to keep up with your standards. That's how Man. you do it, Leah. That's how you do it? That's how you do Ryan, it. Or she just looked at me like, I don't think that's how you do it. <laughs> yeah. I feel inspired. <laughs>
Why would you pick? Let's move on. Why would you pick <laughs> Ryan uh, as a life coach, Leah? Well, we've already had this discussion. That is I, he your life coach? He no, that he's my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's what you want to call it. I don't know how that came up either, but I have heard that before. Everyone talks about it, Ryan. Everybody. Everybody. Anna. <laughs> <laughs> She's not out there. She's talking about it with Mark Reardon right now. <laughs> Abby? <laughs> no, we... I, Fred we, Bottomer? We have the same Hall sense of, of humor, and we like... I just... Yeah, that's why I would pick him. The I, sense of humor? Yeah. Because he would think, make you laugh? Yes. And I think we laugh at the same stupid stuff. We eat the same bad food. We're probably... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Wait a second. I, that's news to me. And I, I also don't eat my sandwiches, which is a huge no, thing. No, but... <laughs> Yesterday I was like, it's a deal breaker. Get, yeah. Yesterday I was like, you want to go eat cake? And he's like, yeah, let's go eat cake. And then we went and ate cake. It's a yeah. great story. It, yeah. was, <laughs> it was really good. We used our hands. Russell said, I chose Brad as my short term life coach. <laughs> I think he would at least coach me for an hour, then walk. Uh, yeah, the others would bail within 10 minutes. I, I'd coach as long as the checks are clearing. I know, man. That's my big thing, too. Betsy says, Brad. Chris said, I chose Brad because I'm assuming he is a Protestant, Pastor Brad. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what does that matter? You're Protestant. I am. What? You're well, Protestant. What's the, I know, but what's the significance of that? To be, Pro- it's probably what Chris is. Gotcha. Mm. So it's probably similar. Vicky said, "I chose Brad, but I'd love everyone once per quarter." <laughs> Jackie says, when I was answering your question, Wiggins sounds like a Democrat being questioned in Congress. (laughs) Yeah, made absolutely no sense, but you did fill the time. (laughs) And you took nothing from it. There was nothing quotable. I I really want you to go back and listen to that bit of conjecture that you provided St. Louis. (laughs) I I got there eventually. Honky Digital. Says, <laughs> this is great, another man. one of Ryan's burners. If forced to choose, then I'd have to go with Ryan as a life coach. If forced to choose, I like the guy's personality and attitude. Attitude. Everyone on screen is great, though. Thanks, Honky Digital. <laughs> uh, no, that's not the right one. Scooter says I could see Leah being a very good fitness coach. I think that that is, but not a life coach. Well, I don't think I don't think you should take that as a. I think it's a compliment. Mm-hmm. I think they meant it as a compliment. Oops, wrong one. Uh, Wavy says, no offense, but only someone who has obtained a level of success above mine or one I would strive to achieve could be a live coach. Therefore, my choice would be Annie. I didn't know that's how that ended. Oh, man. <laughs> Ryan? <laughs> any, <laughs> that's any how it ended. No, no, I'm just going to let you just wallow in that. I don't want to wallow in that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lori said, Annie, because she's insightful. A close second would be Wiggins. Makes me laugh at times, <laughs> which can, can be a great thing. Yeah, other times not so much. Sorry, Lori. Sheepdog says, sorry, I'm not coachable. <laughs> Andrew you, says this poll is rigged. Are you um <laughs> are you coachable? If you were given let's let's say that the company was like, let's shower people with benefits and you're gonna get a free life coach and you had someone and you know, they aligned with you. They weren't diametrically opposed to you telling you that you're a crap person and you need to do all these things to be better. Um, that you got a life coach, would you be coachable in that regard? We actually have a lot of opportunity for this type of thing in my church. Uh, we do guys groups. I think they call them DNA groups or something like that, where you can either pair with somebody who's younger than you or who's older than you. And the implication is that 
you are taking on somebody to kind of mentor you. A mentorship. Or you are mentoring somebody else. And I I just I, I, I just never have clicked in those things because it has to be, I think it's like Wavy was saying. It's not that I nobody's as don't successful the, as you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All you losers. It's not that uh, I I don't like the idea of those. It's meeting on a weekly basis, and and I'm like, what am I trying to get out of this? I, I don't really know what the purpose. I mean, maybe I mean, you get out it, of it what you put into it. I mean, maybe, but I have put quite a bit into it and then been kind of bored. So, <laughs> uh, but I've never tried. What I need to try to do is actually now that I'm getting a little bit older, try to mentor somebody else. So Which, you think the answer here is that you weren't a good mentee, but you would be a great mentor. I think so, yeah. <laughs> That's where I've landed. I never just hurt my rib. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I could see you holding your oh. side now. Um Ryan, are you or Brian, Brad? <laughs> are you coachable? I didn't think I was, but the more I think about it, I, I think I am because I've had different fitness coaches and you know I've had Events in my life that have forced me to change the way that I think and listen to what other people have to say because they provide a unique perspective into my life. And because I had to do it, that has made me more open to like being wanting to be coached. So if I want to be the best or if I want to do the best that I can in a certain area, then I'm going to go seek out somebody that's really good at it and try to learn from them. Leah, are you coachable? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I grew up playing like team sports um, and it was important to be coachable there. And I think having done that, it um, showed me how to be coachable, like, in the work field. So, um, yeah. I'm not by nature coachable, but I have learned it is a nurture thing, not a nature thing for me. My essence of being coachable is completely predicated on my respect for the person on Mm -hmm. the other end of it. There's nothing worse than someone who's a boob coming up to you and being like, here's what you need to do. (laughs) I'm like, here's what you need to do. Shut up. (laughs) But if it's somebody who is um, experienced, if it's somebody who you know has your genuine best interests at heart, it is so important to be able to humble yourself, to listen to what somebody else. Mm -hmm. Because it's, I think the other thing too is understanding that somebody else's perspective on a situation in your life based on their own experiences, that the way they see it, if they see it differently than you, just because they see it differently than you doesn't mean that you were wrong about it. But when somebody else gives you a new perspective, it allows you to see a fuller picture and look for opportunities to improve or to be better in broader ways than you ever would have been able to do if it's just your own view at looking at something. So I I, I am not natural. I don't think I'm natural. I'm very... You know, just as I was talking about in college when I was pushing back on things in college, like I'm always questioning everything. Ask my parents. <laughs> I like <laughs> I grew I was probably grounded half the time because I was constantly questioning everything my parents did. Uh, not not a not a good thing when you're doing it in that regard. But I have refined it over the course of time. And, um, you know, there there are times where I probably questioned my parents and I was probably right, but I did it wrong. And in that scenario, guess what, kid? You're wrong learn to do things more respectfully and learn to approach those situations with more grace. And that was probably the hardest lesson for me to learn growing up is time and place and method. And when you don't learn that lesson on your own, it's incumbent upon the people in your life to make sure that they teach you that lesson, even when it becomes hard, which is why I was a really, really good kid in high school. All of my friends 
I'm trying to think if there was an exception. If they were out doing wild things and getting grounded, they were ungrounded if they if I was going. You could you were grounded, but if you're going out with Annie, you can go. And I was grounded half the time because I was <laughs> mouthy. And I deserved it. And uh I I know that that's the way I was and you know, I I I regret that that's the way I was, but it is really the nature of who I am. Mm-hmm. The nurture was how to use it for good instead of evil. <laughs> Dad, did I say that right? But I think the, the humility that life teaches you after you fail over and over and over again in the same way, um, being coachable is something that is a, a great gift if you have it, an important lesson to learn if you don't. Who are you picking? You can't pick yourself. I don't know because after you – I think you, everybody's picking Brad. When, when I – yeah. <laughs> At first when I was talking about my lack of coachability, I was thinking it was a negative. But now actually I'm thinking that it was more just another net positive for me. So – are you I'm done? Gonna, you don't need to be coached anymore? Nah, I don't achieved? think so. Yeah, I think that I've achieved it. So, therefore, I can coach anybody for the right price. And if I had to choose somebody in the room, I'm choosing Leah. Leah? Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. <laughs> because okay. I think I could manipulate your coaching. Oh, my, oh my gosh. Go to most, break. This is the terrible. most Ryan Wiggin things ever. No joke. Yeah, that's a good idea. But what about this? And then you'd be like, oh, that, maybe that's a good idea. That's I'd say, I agree with you. That's how you approach every conversation with the show. <laughs> You try to do that all the time. Are you successful? Uh, I don't. I don't. What do you think? <laughs> I think you're successful enough to just keep trying. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Ask us anything on the Annie Fry YouTube channel. Uh, we're lo- broadcasting live right now. You can come vote and tell us which show cast member are you choosing as your life coach, Leah, Brad, Ryan, or Annie, and ask us questions. We'll answer them. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You have to ask me nicely. Don't make me beg here. Ask me anything. Tell me the truth. Tell me the truth, Brian. All right. My question for you guys is very simple. It's an either or. Okay. Would you do with sandwiches? No, it has nothing to do with sandwiches or Leah's sandwiches. So not even a sandwich in general question. This is about where you would rather live. Would you rather live in a small but comfortable cabin way out in the middle of nowhere 
Yes. Or a mansion in the suburbs? Um, Probably a cabin. Cabin. Okay. Cabin. Seems yeah, very same. easy. I thought that was going to be a harder choice. All right, Mr. Mansion. Uh, yeah, I was definitely going to pick the mansion. <laughs> if you had picked a cabin, I would have told you to leave. No, I love the idea. Go get Ryan Wiggins and get him in here. <laughs> the, the, the cabin in the woods thing is very, very cool, but all the amenities that you have living in the suburbs, I mean, you have to drive so far if you're living out in the middle of nowhere. Didn't well, think about depend- that, did That you? depends I, if I you want to leave the wilderness yeah. to go in. Maybe you, you grow don't. your own stuff. Well, maybe you don't want to go to where the people are. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I I don't necessarily want to go. I'm just saying that's what some people might think. Yeah. But then you're, I mean, ha- you're changing your lifestyle quite a bit. You're doing I, all your farming. Am I? You're doing all your fishing. You are heating your own house, mm-hmm. I guess, because I'm guessing you're that off the grid. So, okay. All right. I live in the suburbs, so right now I'm doing pretty fine with the <laughs> fireplace that has a light switch. <laughs> you were deep in thought. Okay. I, I didn't know if you were going to say something, Brad. I grew up He's uh, watching in Drew the, Barrymore. Yeah, yeah, I just saw one of my friends on TV. I was like, holy cow. But anyway. Was it I, Drew Barrymore? No, it was not Drew Barrymore. She's not my We're friend. not friends. We're not like that. <laughs> We're not friends. I would be her friend if she wouldn't get so close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would definitely. I grew up in the country. I grew up at a 10, 15 minute drive into town. That does not bother me to drive so far for the amenities. Doesn't matter. Give me space. Let me room, uh, room to breathe, expand, drive four-wheelers, all that other fun stuff. Fox News at night, uh, Trace Gallagher, I think, hosts that. I like watching that show at night because it's a good news show. And he always asks a question, which sometimes I feel like swiping that is the poll question the next day. But he asked his panel if you could survive in the wilderness for 16 days. I think I could. How you much don't stand stuff, a chance. How much <laughs> stuff do I get to start with? I don't know that you get to start with anything. No, I'm dead. How many days? Two. <laughs> Can't I, you go? I make it one night. The second night, I am getting mauled by something. Uh, say, Ryan's like, what's that mushroom? <laughs> no. Uh-oh. <laughs> Leah? I think I'd be dead, too. I think I could do it. I think it would be rough. <clears throat> My husband and I were talking about it. I said, I think I could beat nature if nature doesn't include beasts. Like I'm not gonna. It does be, include beasts. I'm not though. gonna include. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Well, I mean, if you're in, if you're in the wilderness for 16 days, you're not guaranteed to face a tiger or a bear. So I, I, would I mean, hope that you, you sleep would, in trees, and yeah, and does not preclude you from being attacked by a bear. But I, I think I could beat nature in 16 days. But if you add in animals and specific wildlife, I have man, I don't know. But I think I, I'd do better than most. I think the younger me, like two years ago, would have said, Swiss Family Robinson, I'm good. You've built, That's exactly you've what built I'm doing. You've built an entire log cabin in the wilderness. Yeah, in a tree. Ten minutes from town, and you're like, I yeah. can do this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, just, just I don't with need real foods. I'll just do this myself. <laughs> That's right. It's got lettuce I'm gonna, planted. I'm going to build a tree house right up in that tree, right behind Ruler Foods. <laughs> That's where you said you sleep anyway. I come down and just get stuff out of the dumpster. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Russell has a question. He says, what is the worst job or position you've ever had? Hopefully it's not this one. <laughs> Leah, is it this one? No. <laughs> I'm going to say a soccer ref. Ooh, that's a good I, one. Rough, yeah. I did it for like half a year and I hated it. Um, some what, parents, ha- what parents, did you say? Why? Yeah, some parents uh, threatened to put me and the two other refs I was working with in the hospital. Oh my gosh. For some bad call that I wasn't the one who made. It was the center ref and I was a sideline ref. I'm terrified and- of the answer to this question. What was the age of the kids that oh, you were yeah. officiating? Like eight or nine. Oh my God. 
God, what is wrong with people? Yeah. That's how old Ryan, are. why did you threaten her? Yeah, clearly it was me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Next no. question. Leah, how awkward was it when you took this job and Ryan Wiggins was here? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's that sideline guy. <laughs> He's in the office next to me. And then you stood next to me and you're like, you couldn't put me in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> He's not a big, strong guy. It changed your life. She got me some confidence back. I look so big on the sidelines. Well, I think it was a soccer mom. Ah. Oh, man. We need an intervention in youth officiating. Yeah. The expectations of the people who are at the games, but we also need an intervention in the expectation of those who are willing to take money to show up to officiate youth sports. Yeah, I have very high expectations of refs, but I also cannot understand why they choose that job. I have no expectations for refs because at the level that we compete at right now, they can't find enough people to do it. Yeah. So you really just need to show up to do the game and you will get your money. I mean, basketball... Volleyball is a little bit different. I was an IHSA volleyball official, and then I stopped doing that when my daughter was of the age to play because I wasn't going to officiate and coach and go to all of her games. But, I mean, you'll go to games, and officials won't even – they literally will run the basketball court from the baseline to the closest free throw line, and they'll just stay there, and then they'll call fouls from all the way across the floor because the other guy is standing right there, and they don't call it, and they think – I mean, it's just like – There's never an appropriate time as a parent, as a coach, to berate an official. You cannot treat, I mean, they're human beings. You have to keep that in mind. But these are, there are also people who are coming and taking money to enforce the rules. It is your only job is to say, what are the rules and to enforce them? That's it. And if. I, I, this is also like a girls basketball thing. The amount of times that I've talked to officials over my years of playing basketball through my varsity senior year of basketball to coaching uh, youth basketball, which I help my husband do right now. The amount of times I've heard people say it's Lutheran basketball, it's grade school basketball, and the worst is these are girls. I'm like, I will fight you here. <laughs> like, this can go down now. But the attitude, I mean... The 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 officials, even when they do a good job, get berated. And so it's like they become lifeless when they're there. So they're just cashing the check. Exactly. I mean, it's such a death spiral. It's miserable for everybody. There needs to be a reset, and I don't know what the reset is. I don't either. I mean, it's a great point because when I am watching these guys or girls out there doing this stuff, I'm like, you guys are heroes and I'm also probably mad at you for doing terrible calls, but I can't understand why you're even out here. What's the upside for you? Unless you're making a lot of money per game, that's the only thing I can see. Worst job? Oh, my worst job I, pales in comparison to that, but it was at a uh, 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 like a day-old Wonder Bread place, hostess place. So they sold the cakes that weren't expired, but they were out of oh, the man. grocery store. because They just leveled up in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but the people I worked for were not great. And it was just, a, they like I walked in and they didn't want me there and it was obvious, but I was hired through an agency and they were mad that this person placed me in that position and I was just caught in the middle. That was the worst job I ever had. What about you, Ryan? I was a train transport driver for one day. I remember this story. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's two ways to be a train transport driver. One is that 
you know, a train will start in one spot and end in another. Well, then the people on that train, because it's not a commuter train, it's usually a cargo train. They have to get back to where they were. So you have to go drive as a driver and pick them up and take them to wherever they're supposed to go. That's part of it. The other part is that some trains are so darn long that in a train yard, they'll be doing different things to a train and you have to drive a person from one end of the train to the other to be doing things to the train to get it ready to go. I learned all that in one day and I also learned that I didn't want to do it. <laughs> How'd you even get into that? I, it was just a job in between I don't know jobs. that's anything that you like get into. Yeah, it was, uh, it was something that was given to me as an opportunity to work weird shifts because of the time my mm. kids were real, real little. And I thought I was going to be doing some overnights. Well, ultimately, yeah, you do overnights, but they call you at any time of the day and you have to just go. <laughs> I'm like, I can't do this. This is, terrible. this is the exact opposite of why I would have taken this job. Yeah, That was the worst. My worst job ever is, uh, this is not, this is all about me. This is not about the environment or the place or anything like that. They were fine, but this is where I learned something very important about myself. I was a deli clerk for two months. <laughs> oh. I'm not really into meat. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a vegetarian, but I'm super picky about uh meat. And if you've ever held a whole chunk of roast beef Every and day. smelled it. <laughs> it's like it's like smelling salts for me. It's how I wake up. <laughs> Some people reach over and they turn the alarm clock off. You know what what's, is, sit, you know what's what sitting you, right there for me? No. I think Annie broke a rib. A full roast beef. <laughs> I got to just slap that thing. I'm like, ooh, kind of wakes me up. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> I don't keep it on one of those little drink warmers like you would think. I tried that. It just heats the bottom. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. Don't ask him for more. <laughs> I think I've said enough. Oh, seven o'clock. Got to slap that meat. <laughs> Get the kids off to school. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so anyway, but that's just my amateur opinion of of that whole industry. Annie worked in it. So I'll defer to her on, on how they actually, because I would just like at-home meat. <laughs> Annie was the pro for two months, apparently. Go ahead, Annie. <laughs> what did you do with that meat? Oh, no. You oh. held it, then what? We should go to break. <laughs> I want to hear the end of the story, though. I quit. I quit. What did you do with the beef? I quit. Where is the beef? I, I said this isn't for me. Oh, yeah? We'll be right Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Preservation of American democracy is the central issue of my presidency. I believe in free and fair elections and the right to vote fairly and have your vote counted. Now, something dangerous happened in America. There's an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. All of us 
are being asked right now, what will we do to maintain our democracy? History's watching. The world is watching. Most important, our children and grandchildren will hold us responsible. The Vice President and I have supported voting rights since day one of this administration. And I ask every American to join me in this cause. America is still a place of possibilities where the power resides with we, the people. That's our soul. We are the United States of America. There is nothing beyond our capacity when we act together. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. I don't approve of this message. Why is he saying that there's something amiss, amiss in our uh, country right now that's so terrible that he needs to be elected president? You are the president. <laughs> your, in, your entire uh, inauguration speech was on the idea of unity and the fact that your, your presence is going to be the calming factor. And your first campaign ad to be reelected as president is like, man, this country sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. Oh, you are the president. You could be doing something about this now. Oh, four more years, I will do something about this. All of a sudden, it's gotten so bad, and the country is so dark. The whole thing, the whole thing about putting President Biden in there was that he wasn't Trump and that he would bring people together and we would get back to some sense of normalcy. And his his number one, there are there are dumpster fires all over the country. In fact, all over the world that we have fumbled every time we have had the opportunity to touch the ball. And he's like, this country is in bad shape. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not because of the things that the administration has done. It's because of you people. Yes. You know what it reminds me of? It's the first time I've ever heard that ad. I, I, I could hear Brad cutting it this morning, but so I knew it was coming, but I didn't hear it, hear it. The first time I've heard that now, you know what it sounds like is, you know, in a movie when some really bad guy is elected to the governor or mayor or president or whatever, mm-hmm. but he's real slick. Mm-hmm. You know, that guy is and he and he finally achieves it. But your main characters know, oh, this guy is not really who he thinks he is. And then that that really bad guy who's usually a Republican in the movie. Uh, he puts out an ad or he gives a speech. It's usually about, you know what? They're taking away our heritage. They're hurting our 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 country. That ad sounds like the slick bad guy ad. <laughs> it really does. And I I maybe it just be is because I'm 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 looking for it in Biden. But he also is really bad at talking. You know, as he's saying the lines, you're like, this is the best take you got. Mm. Okay, then let this guy keep talking because he's not doing himself any favors. It's impossible for him. I mean, they keep trying to say this and they're backing away from the idea of Binomics. Binomics Mm -hmm. was thrown out uh, out there in a not so friendly media publication is something that was to kind of name the way people feel about the economy right now. I just read a story over the break and it was talking about how. Uh, a lot of the big green energy initiatives that have to do with wind farming and all that stuff, they've had to pull all of those back and end those things. They champion them. They get credit for doing them, for having started them. Big fanfare. They had to pull them back. You know why they had to pull them back? Because inflation costs are too high. Oh, my gosh. I thought and the Inflation Reduction Act was supposed to reduce that. Well, that's what they want you, wanted you to think. So, so, they are, so they have to pull back on their own green energy initiatives, which is the holy grail of it's the, that and abortion, the altar at which the far left progressive wing of the Democratic Party worships. They can't afford to do it because of inflation. Whoops. 
That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And we're supposed to shovel Bidenomics into our throat and make it go right out into the outhouse and feel like it's good for us because they tell us? Because everything else in the world around you tells you it stinks and you don't want to be around it. And they're like, but it's good for you. Take your medicine. That is that is what the Democrats do. That is what the, their policy is. We identify problems, we take your money, and we fund solutions for you. And then they can't afford their solutions because their economic policies are in the... It makes me so mad. And then they, they, they go into campaign season and everything's a mess. And they're like, you people are bad. You need me to become the president because I need to take care of the you people. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it before. Now, this is stuff that politicians have done for a long, long time. They spin things, especially when they're in office, to look better, to make themselves look better. I've never seen it be just spin. Usually there's a little nugget somewhere down there that if you dig down hard enough, you're going to find the the solid ground. There is really nothing for them to base any mm-hmm. of these things on. Now, you can, they'll, they'll try and, and, and spin around, well, uh, inflation is getting better based on record highs or gas prices are getting better based on record highs that they just leave the phrase off of that we caused. I, I've really never seen this be such a hard job for the media. Usually they're really good at it, but they're not even doing a very good I'm job. I'm so of it glad right that you brought up the media. Let's revisit November 6, 2020. Let's just listen to what Joe Scarborough had to say. Just like Bill Clinton governed and just like Bill Clinton, Joe Biden knows how to govern. So he will govern from the middle. He will make deals. People on the far left and far right won't like it. You feeling that? Govern from the middle. People on the far left and the far right won't like him. I've never seen him govern from the middle. In fact, his entire speech, which I think is supposed to happen in like 20 minutes, his first campaign speech, is supposed to call call out all of the darkness in America, which is kind of ironic wow. uh, way to phrase that, that his 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 entire effort is to make sure that MAGA Republicans, it'll be, I'm very curious to see how much he puts towards MAGA Republicans because it's been the drum that he's continued to thump this entire time. He needs to define them. And- he needs to make anybody who would support Trump into a, a pariah, a, some sort of, of boogeyman, some sort of evilness that walks among us. And the only solution to it is to reelect Joe Biden. Listen to Anderson Cooper, November 6th, talking about Donald Trump. We have never seen really other than well, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this from a president of the United States. And uh, I think, as Jake said, it is, it's sad and it is truly pathetic. And, of course, it is dangerous. And, of course, it will go to courts. But you'll notice the president did not have any evidence presented at all. Nothing. No real, actual evidence uh, of any kind of fraud. He talked about people putting up papers in windows. He talked about things that he'd seen on the Internet That is the president of the United States. That is the most powerful person in the world. And we see him like an obese turtle on his back, flailing in the hot sun, realizing his time is over. But he just hasn't accepted it, and he wants to take everybody down with him, including this country. Do you think Anderson Cooper is going to handle it okay if Donald Trump gets reelected? An obese turtle upside down in the desert sun. What does he think about in his spare time? Man, I don't know. It's going to be a wild year. It's just so strange to me that when they talk about Joe Biden, it's it's almost as if they can't figure out what to say because there isn't anything to say. 
Because the whole government from the middle thing, they're not even trying that anymore because it's, it's so patently false and everybody knows it. But I'm not really sure what the message is because it's all political analysts say you have to go into any election and be giving some sort of positive hope to people because it motivates people. There is no positivity coming from the Biden campaign going into 24. It is all I mean, if you said his campaign speech coming up is going to be about there is a darkness in America, that is exactly what they're painting. They are painting there is no hope. The only hope is avoiding some of the darkness by voting by voting for us. That's it. But that's not motivating. Well, it's a it's it's a it's whether they realize it or not, it's an admission that their campaign or that their presidency has been a failure outside of the fact that they say, but we're saving democracy. So all of this other stuff that we've put you through, the inflation, the increased home prices, the increased interest rates, the high gas prices, the failure of all these economic policies that we put out here, the you know, the the unrest, the crime, all that. It's all worth it. You've just got to suffer through this so that we can save democracy. Because we can't do anything else. We haven't been able to do anything else. I don't understand. They're garbage at it is the only thing I can come up with. They're just bad at their job. And so all they've got left is, yeah, but the other guy's really scary. He's really scary. You need to stay away from him because he's scary. Listen to, you'll remember this, Christiane Amapour on CNN about Donald Trump. 82 years ago, Kristallnacht happened. It was the Nazis warning shot across the bow of our human civilization that led to genocide against a whole identity. And in that tower of burning books, it led to an attack on fact, knowledge, history, and truth. After four years of a modern day assault on those same values by Donald Trump, the Biden-Harris team pledges a return to norms. Is it not unbelievable that we are four years into this as Christina talking about Kristallnacht and directly and immediately comparing the four years. Think about the insanity of this, people. The four years of Donald Trump being in the presidency to Kristallnacht. And we are now in a position where in the world right now, there are people calling for the extermination of Jews. Actively, not Mm -hmm. not in a hyperbolic type of way, not throwing Hitler out there like it's just a word that every time you cough, it comes out of your mouth because you hate Donald Trump that much. Not calling someone a Nazi because they really are emphatic about something. We actually have people right now that are in the Democratic Party that are saying from the river to the sea that are actually invested in the idea of the elimination of Israel. That is real. That is not some sort of hyperbole that people are saying to try to rile people up and get them mad. We are living in a funny, funny time, and and the stakes are super, super high, and the absurdity of the people in the media, and they're slobbering over uh, Joe Biden as the unifier in chief. Nobody has divided this country more, save possibly one Barack Obama. It went it started with him. And if anybody listening to the show thinks that Joe Biden isn't the extension of what started in 2008 and potentially probably a lot long before that, uh, you're not paying enough attention. You used the word. It is an absurd time. Yeah. To be watching what's happening right in front of your face every day. Yeah. And when you watch it frustrates me when Donald Trump can't stop stepping on his own feet. And I know he doesn't think he's doing that. But in the bigger picture where you need to make people like you so they vote for you, he does do that sometime. There's nobody in American politics that I know of that has been more lied about than Donald Trump.
X's and O's on a recap when we come. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 